Christmas is you, you, baby. I just recorded all that. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. <laughs> can we release it as like a can we play it at your party? Yeah, we'll play it. We'll play it at the end of the show. Oh, Maybe you could sing uh, the closing medley with us. <laughs> yes, and we will all go down together. What song is that? <laughs> I don't even remember, but I know it exists. A leftist like sing along. Um, or we can sing a We Are the World, We Are the Children. <laughs> you are the children. <laughs> That's really condescending. <laughs> I want to use your microphone to do ASMR. I can make good money off of it. Don't deny that I would. I totally would. <laughs> oh, man, dude, I can feel the hairs on the back of my neck tingling. What is she? Is she threatening? No, do you know what ASMR uh, is? Uh, yeah. Where the like Are a you woman? Sure you know just, what ASMR? Just, also, men can do it too. Just talks to you like this. Yeah, and you, yeah. sometimes I'll like scratch a piece of paper or something, and then it'll feel good to you. Does it? Does it work on you? It's like a genetic thing. Like it doesn't work on me. I don't think I have the gene for it. It, it definitely. You have to have like like an issue. Like it's an actual thing. Yeah. Oh. I think it's like ALS, not even oh, ALS. It's like ALS. Yeah, it's like, like Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> we have to do the ice bucket challenge to, we must to stamp out <laughs> ASMR. Boy, you turned me. You know that one, Dasha? Which one? Upside down. Boy, you turned me inside out and round and round. It's like. Inside out, you're turning me, you're making love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Diana Ross, you know? Yeah. I love Diana Ross. It's cool. Succession music in at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> oh, it's such a long intro. Yeah, it's just gonna be like a minute and a half of like. Also, is your shirt like a communist Bugs Bunny with like an anarchist Taz? That's exactly what it is. Ah, it's really? Lonnie Tunes from Street Fight. <laughs> they gave me this shirt when they came and did our podcast. That's cool. They're very sweet boys. Um, yeah. They're uh, radicalized copyright infringement Looney Tunes, which is um, a sacred practice of my people, if you've seen my dumb jokes. Um, hello, motherfuckers. Welcome to Pod Damn America, the especially Halloween-y October uh, gothic socialist podcast um, for dumbass motherfuckers like you and me. Um, hi, welcome to the show. I'm Jake Flores, returning guest the young dasha welcome back hi thank you so much for this honor <laughs> i can't breathe um I can't, hashtag i can't breathe oh okay um, <laughs> um that was your kind of your catchphrase from last time oh you're a highly requested return guest which was not difficult for me to pull off considering you're my roommate um that's a good one. You're right next to me. No, I've been gone. I've been gone for a month. <laughs> yes. Um, and also uh, Skyping in from our fucking secret mole headquarters in Washington, D.C., <laughs> Anders Lee. Welcome back to the show. Yo, Anders Lee here. Skyping in from foreign property. <laughs> Skyping in from uh, Jesse Ventura's like 
bunker with his son or whatever? <laughs> Basically. Okay, so um, guess here's the deal, guys. Alex is dead, um, <laughs> and it's up to us three to decide who so- takes over his network. His uh, fortune CEO thing. It's just like succession, guys. Um, yeah. I, I want to jack off on the window. That, yeah. <laughs> I think that's Sanders. I think he's the the jack off on the window guy. Um, Rory Culkin? Or Roman? Uh, Kieran Culkin? Yes. Or Kieran Culkin. Yeah. Wait, looks, there's how many Culkins are there? I don't know, but they all have those weird Buscemi eyes. They do. Yeah. I thought it was Macaulay Culkin for a minute. Um, That's ignorant as hell <laughs> i know i thought it was him because this is fucked up my theory on macaulay culkin is he says that michael jackson didn't molest him but he's got those really intense like bags under his eyes that like <laughs> looks like he's seen a ghost and i kind of thought that's what that was but then kieran culkin has him too so i think it's just genetically they just both have those weird intense eyes uh-huh. culkin bags <laughs> <laughs> Colkin oh bags. Colkin bags. Um, <laughs> I guess you would be Shiv, Dasha. Because I'm a woman. That's just what I'm going on here. That's really dumb. Actually, I mean, you maybe you were more of the Kieran Colkin guy. Yeah, maybe I am. He's insane. Maybe I am. <laughs> Which one do you feel like? I definitely feel like Rome, Roman Kieran Colkin. Have you guys also, met? You said you're four episodes in. Uh huh. Yeah, I just started. So have you met Gil yet? No, uh, the, uh, from The Simpsons. Oh, <laughs> no, there's a character who's based on Bernie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Straight I, up. So I got as far as um, what's Shiv is like, she's in politics, and then she knows yeah. a guy who's in the Bernie campaign, essentially. And I picked up pretty quick on what they were doing, but I, I have not. He hasn't been on screen yet. Right. He's, he's a, a much more subtle version than the real thing. Uh but I still find myself getting frustrated watching it because sometimes he'll make like a shady deal and I'll just be like, the real Bernie would not do that shit. <laughs> That's fucked up, Anders. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> We're supposed to watch this stuff to escape. You know, I know. But it sucks us right back in. Yeah. It sucks yeah. us. It sucks. It sucks, sucks us. us. Sucks session. So, yeah. I made it the – when we started watching it, I uh, my girlfriend is very mad at me because I kept calling it suck dick chin <laughs> that's even better <laughs> the more i say it the more angry with me she she gets that's but really i think funny. i can catch on suck dick chin that's very clever wordplay man suck cousin greg chin. is really hot i really oh yeah really hot. hot that's the reason i started watching the show you like the young twink guys well he's no i mean he's 31 i guess that could Mm-hmm. I he, do. He I do. He looks like a dopey I like young man. Hairless, non-threatening, <laughs> tall men. That makes it's normal for your age, I'd suppose. Yeah. 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 Being fifteen, but you're, is like really you're hard. post. I ha- I thought your generation was like post that. You're post Michael Sarah fucking me. Oh no 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 no. Maybe others, oh. not I. Like what the fuck? That's all. Oh no, yeah. that's my type. Is Michael Sarah? I thought hot? we had outlasted no. that. No, but like. I've thought about this a lot. Like, <laughs> if I was ever in a situation and stuff happened, I wouldn't really be like, "Ew." Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that's a that's a good that's a compliment for him, I suppose. Yeah. If a woman said that about me, I'd take it. I'd be like, "All right, same." <laughs> that's <laughs> that's every it still feels good. I, every that's every time I've gotten laid is someone who's like <laughs> not quite like you, but they've been, you know. It's well, a living. I'm right with you, brother. Yeah. These chicks, what the, what's wrong with them? They're so stupid. Is Succession about, oh. um, like, was it uh, Rupert Murdoch or something? Kind of, yeah. I think the main Logan is sort of like a, an uh, amalgam of Rupert Murdoch and, I don't know, someone else. Rupert Murdoch's just Australian, though, right? Or is he British? Or did he just went to what? No, I think he's Australian. I think he's Australian. Or at least he's uh, lived there for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's sort of mostly based on him. But but they did a good job developing the character. They made it so he comes from Scotland, Canada. and yeah, It's an interesting backstory. I, the one thing I noticed is ev- like the sort of uh, 
motif in the show is everybody has a different way of saying fuck off. That's my favorite we thing. We were just talking about that. <laughs> yeah? Every <laughs> like every argument, every <laughs> intense line of dialogue ends with fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said he like barks it like fuck off. But then like <laughs> Roman Roman will be like fuck off. <laughs> and then Kendall always says it like he's he says the words fuck off, but his, his, uh, the intention behind the words is always like, no, I want this. No, no stay. He'll be like, fuck off. I'm like, keep, keep talking to me. You yeah, know? he's really mm-hmm. pathetic. He's always very defeated. He's always yeah. like, oh, fuck off. Wait, yeah. did, did Kendall jack off on the window or was it Roman? No, Roman. it was Roman. Oh, thank God. I thought I embarrassed myself. That was I'm old, <laughs> old Colkin bags. <laughs> Jacked off Dude, on the window. that is so funny. Would you do that, Dasha? If you—that's an inappropriate question. No, I'm it's sorry. not. No, she's but, okay, of age. I'm that. allegedly an adult. <laughs> would you do that? To, how would you go about that? Um, on okay. Uh, Maybe that, you don't have to answer that. I would. I would do it. I would get the job done, and then maybe I would just like try to get up on there. Um, this, would you be um, in a chair? No, I, oh, I should, and then I could I just like it. scoot up to it and then put my snail trail. <laughs> all over I'm it. upset at myself for going down this rabbit no, hole. No, that's but... like creative thinking, you know. You're oh, like yeah. making me think. Let's turn the podcast yeah, into Howard Stern. I, this is yeah. This is um, Anders is on the Cbian. Anyway, that show really inspired me. Ooh. I want to try ejaculating on a winder. That's what it inspired you to do. Yeah. I bet there, you could organize a thing in Bushwick where you get like uh, everybody or at least like a hundred people uh, like when the clock strikes like five strikes five or something you get everybody to jack off in their window. Considering Bushwick is That's called improv outside. Yeah. <laughs> or improv yeah. everywhere. Fuck. <laughs> that shit where they like fun. ride the train in their underwear or whatever. And they're yeah. like, look how magical the world is. <laughs> Except they're <laughs> jack off at the same time because it's the uh, the new movements version. All right, that's inside baseball. Uh, the he- the guy ahead of the new movement is a predator that got me too'd. Who's an asshole. Don't go to his improv school if you're in New Orleans. Okay, that's uh. Man, in this in this new age with the liberals, you can't you can't do nothing. <laughs> you can't touch ladies. You can't jack off on the subway without someone being like, "Excuse me, sir." Whoa, you sound like other Dasha. Uh. <laughs> I'm the crypt keeper. <laughs> All right, um, Anders, why don't you uh, fill us in on what's going on with uh, our boy Jugmeat in Canada? Oh yeah. Uh, Jugmeat's kicking ass and taking some names. Probably not going to win, but he did pretty well in the, the... For some reason, they have, like, three or four French debates in Canada, but there's only one English-speaking debate. Uh, I think most people in Canada, English <clears throat> is their first language, but Montreal is such, like, a a uh, a, a valuable... Uh, political territory that they want to give every party a chance to appeal to uh, French Canadians. So they're doing the four French debates. Um, he did, I watched the English one, not any of the French ones. Um, and he did pretty well. He like went after Trudeau for being a fake progressive and he got fucking Andrew Scheer who's talks like a high robot. That's the only way I can describe him. He's the Canadian uh, conservative party leader. And he, he was like, this very polite, mild-mannered um, Canadian man who's, like, saying all these mean things about Justin Trudeau. He keeps being like, he's a phony. Uh, you can't trust him. He lies. Just, like, in this monotone voice. Um, like, he's stone. And so he's kind of palling around with Jug Mead a little bit, and they're talking crap about about Trudeau. Uh, but then eventually Jug Mead's like, Look, we, on climate change, we either have delay, Justin Trudeau, or deny, Andrew Scheer. Um, and then, because fucking Trudeau has the pipeline. I didn't know this, but I actually did a, I did a uh, full disclosure, a segment this week on, on RT about this. But um, there's a pipeline that was going through Alberta, or the Trans Mountain Pipeline. I'm not, I forget which province it was. And the company shut shut it down because there had been years of just like 
direct actions and lawsuits against it. So the company was like, fuck this, it's not worth it. And then Trudeau, who got in there, he's supposed to be fixing the climate. He bought it with Canadian tax dollars. Was he uh, wearing so blackface he, at the time? <laughs> yeah, it was oil. Yeah. yeah it was covered uh, in oil and he handed over a <laughs> sack of money. This is how important uh, oil production is to Canada. <laughs> um, no, but like his solution is to take the money from the pipeline and invest it in planting trees. He wants to plant a billion trees. That's his plan. <laughs> yeah. Nothing about investing in like solar power and stuff like that, um, which Jugmeet is talking about. Uh, so he's been up in the polls since then. And I think it was today he got asked this question about uh, clean water in indigenous communities because that's a big problem. And the reporter was basically like, well, how can you pay for that? And he's basically like, okay, tr- picture this. There is shit coming out of the faucets in of Toronto. Is your first question, how are we going to find a place in the budget to fix this? No, it's going to be like, let's get clean water in our fucking city. And, you know, these people are have been treated as second class, you know, beyond second class citizens. They've just been treated like shit, um, which is not that different from the United States. But like... Trudeau, it's another constituency that he's completely fucked. Like, he told them he was going to sign on to this UN declaration for, like, indigenous rights that would give them, like, nation status. So when when bargaining with uh, Canada, with the Canadian government, they would be treated like an equal country. Um, But then they got the Trudeau's first justice minister, who was the first justice minister in Canada to be an indigenous person, he made her go meet with indigenous leaders and say, like, yeah, it's just not going to happen. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, he sucks. He's probably going to win. Trudeau? Uh, yeah. I don't... I, I am pretty sure he's... Maybe Andrew Shearer will pull it off, but... Oh, shit. Sorry. I kind of doubt it. He just has no charisma. Can, can you uh, and <laughs> and then Jugmeet, I think, will come in third. And hopefully, we'll t- the, thing, the frustrating thing is if NDP, which is his party, and the Green Party in Canada combined, they'd be, like, really in the running. They might be able to take first place, but it's just split. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. My <laughs> no, no. <laughs> my, our child has ADD. I was going to say, I'm literally in class. All right. That's the Canadian update. If you're a Canadian listener... Vote for Jugmeat. Vote for MVP if they're in your riding and they're. Well, it's funny because if if the if you're in a place where the Greens are pulling better than NDP, it probably makes more sense to vote for the Greens. So it depends on where you live, I guess, because it's a parliamentary bullshit system. But why why do people like Trudeau so much up there? Well, people don't like. He's not that popular anymore. Um, but he's like what people know, and he's better than the conservatives. It's just the and so that's basically his his pitch. It's kind of like an Obama in twenty twelve. Like people weren't, if we remember, like people weren't that thrilled with him. But he still got a lot of people to turn out because he was Obama, and yeah. people were terrified of Mitt Romney, um, who for like a lot of voters back then was even worse than than they saw Trump in twenty sixteen. People in like small towns and stuff oh yeah uh, i mean remember when romney got like caught just like giving the penguin speech from the second batman or basically yeah. it was just like <laughs> yeah oh fucking eat him alive you know and right. then he, he had those uh, dancing horses that was pretty fun he was like right. evil aristocracy <laughs> shit like thomas wayne yeah oh <laughs> did you see it i saw it last night yeah what'd you think i thought it was good i thought yeah, i, I like- thought it was great man I think yeah. it, and people just have internet brains about it, and they're just like, you know, you know what it is. Even leftists like let liberals kind of make that like inform them how they were supposed to th- feel about this movie. I think because all the narratives and shit from Twitter were, you know, just from like liberal like people that write about TV and stuff who are you know got internet brains about how it's it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be the end of the world when this movie comes out. Right. It's not. Well, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, we could, uh, I don't have much original to say on it, but I think 
there will be a lot less violence than people expect surrounding this movie. Uh, I so far, that doesn't really seem like there's been any. We talked about it on Why You Mad, so if you want to listen to the whole thing about it, it comes out next Monday. Yeah. Um, nice name drop. <laughs> my own like name. This yeah. is an opportunity for <laughs> people who are hurting and people who are in many ways comfortable and privileged, but who still have serious issues to go in and sort of reconcile those things. I thought it's a very empathetic look at this character archetype that everyone's obsessed with right now, the alienated yeah. angry male, and it's not celebrating that. And it's also no. like people are worried that art that like art has some power where it's going to like, you know, um, empower those people. But that's not, that's not what a fucking movie does. It's actually probably, I would argue probably better for these people to have like a movie to go watch than to feel the need to make the movie themselves in their fucking basement with, mm-hmm. you know, shit they ordered off right. the internet and stuff. Um, it's little time. mangled Barbie dolls that they've, fucking gone shit from toy story on well it's just yeah. like it's like metal music all over again from the 90s when people were like you know don't let them listen to this dangerous music because it'll cause them to be even more violent and it's like you know, it probably caused them to be like less because you know otherwise they wouldn't have an outlet for all this anger and shit you know you know i don't remember right. that i don't think i was around for that because you're <laughs> you, uh, old <laughs> were you when was the first time you heard marilyn manson dasha <laughs> never like 2004 grow up <laughs> he was there was a whole thing in the nineties about him. All I knew about him when I was a kid was he got his uh ribs removed to suck his so own dick. He could suck his own goes. dick. And that's exactly what's gonna happen with the Joker people. That's how he <laughs> that's the end of the incel story, is that you get your ribs removed and you can suck your right, own dick. You learn to play yourself. Yeah. yeah. I mean the other thing about that movie is like the people he was targeting were not were kind of like he was punching up it was a left movie man yeah he, he was the well, like he, he was, was betrayed by the deinstitutionalization thing that we talked about on this fucking show the you know reagan cutting a gutting of the mental health services and then he went right. like he was bummed out by it and then uh you know and then he attacked right. Richard. and it's not like he was going around trying to kill rihanna or something like he <laughs> True. Was after the mayor, or, or sorry, Thomas Wayne and De Niro being the talk show. Be, by the way, R- Rihanna endorsed Jugmeet Singh in the, uh, the Canadian election. <laughs> Shout out. Cool. And also, a movie I would recommend, which was like intentionally very deeply similar to this, is The Last King of Comedy. Have you seen that one? The King of Comedy. Or the King of Comedy, not the last. The King Scorsese of Comedy. Yeah, yeah. film, yeah, dude. Yeah. No, no. This is my whole thing about this fucking movie. Is like, apparently no one's seen the King of Comedy. It's this fucking incredible Scorsese movie that is the Joker is clearly deliberately a spiritual sequel to that movie. Like, right. De Niro's in it. It's this similar plot track of the trying to get on the you know talk show or whatever. Right, um, and De Niro plays the basically the Joker in this. And, right, and this it, is all on he purpose. Talk show host. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it fucking rules. That movie kicks ass. It's like one of my favorite movies about comedy because it's. It reminds me of Barry, honestly, where it's like the real scary part of being a like a stage performer, uh, the delusional part, you know, and not the fucking like, uh, not the parts that were in like all those TV shows, like I'm dying up here or like Aziz's show or whatever, where it's like right. the comedians are kind of cool. Um. Anyway, you know what I want to you know what I want to do is uh, write like a blog online and make you know one of those those things that are like oh you're just starting comedy this is how you do it this is how you get that late night set and have it written by Rupert Pupkin and just like <laughs> show how put he, your hands in the air and smile and look off to the left and right for some reason right. <laughs> as we all do after punchlines yeah <laughs> and then go out and like show, have a Dosh, I'll show you this movie it's about fucked how up. to stalk and kidnap a talk show host and get someone for ransom so you yeah. can get on a show that's how you get your type five right but, all right. Well, I think uh, we shouldn't beat the Joker to death because a every podcast ever is doing yeah. it, and uh, b I just did an hour of it. Yeah, kind of gay. Anders, uh. have, uh, speaking of king of comedy, have you ever seen the movie Caddyshack? <laughs> I have. Oh my god, isn't it so yes. funny? Classic. It's so funny. Well, thanks for nothing. <laughs> Pretty good one. <laughs> Oh my god! 
I watched it twice yesterday and I did poppers. You watched it twice in one day? Wow. Yeah. And did poppers. And did poppers. It's a good day in my like, book. Like when I was watching it. All right, let me cry. While you're watching it was so good. What was your favorite part? Oh my god. Um, that... You know there's a Caddyshack too. <laughs> I don't know. I don't trust sequels. Yeah, I don't think it's very good. Uh, <laughs> but it has Dangerfield in it. I think he's in it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Did you think the lead character was hot? I thought he was so hot. Danny. I remember thinking, yes, yeah, so that was back, I saw it back when I had a similar hairstyle, so. Oh, wow. I probably <laughs> thought that was, you know, wow. a little bit of this. That's this really is it, cool. right? Um, a little fluffier. <laughs> a little fluffier? Um. Uh, for the listeners, Andrews <laughs> has sort of mussed all his hair You'll never forward. be here. Hey. <laughs> I'm in Caddyshack. <laughs> well, so when you split funny. it down the middle like that, it looks fucking weird. <laughs> hey, you give yourself like shit. emo bangs just now. Yeah. Should I? <laughs> should I do this for the show Saturday? <laughs> you should yes. know. You gotta wear scary clown makeup. <laughs> that would make it even more scary. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Ew. You're like I listen to Papa Roach. Yeah, you should like put gel in it and then make little little weird clown things that go over your eyes like that. Oh my god! And then the diamonds <laughs> underneath your eyes. Cobain kind of used to do this though, but he had longer hair all around. So yeah, actually, it doesn't look that weird. It's just that it's I uh, it's more your face right now. <laughs> it's more the expression. Um, Jesus Christ! All right. Too <laughs> much. <laughs> By the way, everyone, um, if you're a listener and you're in the New York City area, uh, our live goddamn variety show with uh, the Antifada is on this Saturday, the 12th of October at Littlefield. You can get tickets online. They'll be in the uh, the description of this episode. And uh, we put a lot of work into this motherfucker, so uh, you should come out because I think it's going to be a fucking Is banger. it 21 and up? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you... You should know. I'll you get know, you. you are. I'll get you in with X's on your hands, young Dasha. Well, every, yeah. You don't have to out me. <laughs> you are, bouncer, just said that me. on the microphone. Oh, the I mean, no, no. I could have just been asking like for other people because <laughs> right. what it, you know. I bet you have um, underage listeners. I fucking hope not. <laughs> <laughs> um, go back to school. No, I can imagine actually. I mean, like fucking most of the people that yell at us on the internet are like fifteen. That actually makes a lot of sense. Honestly, it's true. Yeah, I, these people are just like <laughs> all day on Twitter, and I'm like, "Fuck you!" And then I realize I'm talking to someone who's fourteen years old and doesn't know how to jack off, and like has to ask to use the bathroom at school. Um, no, I see. I think it's cool if you're a kid and you're listening. I, I will say I had a bad experience when I was like eleven or twelve. There's a radio show I'd listen to, and once I called in. And the DJ was like, if you're a kid, if you're under fifth, if you're under 16, do not listen to this show. And it was uh, traumatizing. So was it, please continue to listen. <laughs> that Noam Chomsky? <laughs> <laughs> oh um, no, that's fucking dumb. I think those people are not aware that like that's that's who buys everything. Yeah, they're so hateful. All that happened yeah, with they like. loyal if they have nostalgia with for it, people so. can't even fucking hear. <laughs> all that all that happened with like us and our friends and like come town and all that shit and like this generation of like dumbass podcasters is that like we're just twice as old as teenagers now and so we tricked a bunch of those people into thinking that we're like edgy and interesting and not like fucking dumbasses that live in a warehouse in Brooklyn and do poppers all day. But um but hey, I'll take their money, you know? We're basically like um what like no effects was when I was a kid or something. Like a fat yeah. records band. I didn't realize it was actually profoundly dumb and lame. Anyway, thanks for listening and come to our live show and sign up for our Patreon. Get a fake ID. For bonus episodes. <laughs> get, a, get a fake ID and come to Littlefield. Speak Listen, we need as many sure children as we can get at the show. Please. Make sure it says McLovin because they have a rule if your fake ID says McLovin and you'll be able to get in. Doesn't matter if there's more than one of you. It's a bit that That's bouncers love. That's my favorite love. movie. Yeah. They all think it's the funniest thing in the world. Okay. Wow. Listen, guys. Young McLovin. We should probably get into the content today. I have got quite a fucking story to tell. Um, I learned about this 
when I was traveling around California a couple weeks ago. Um, I'd also heard about this, but I saw the place in, in person and I thought, like, uh, well, this would be an interesting thing to talk about in October. And it's loosely tied to capitalism. So fuck it. Let's do it. Uh, topic for today's show is the Winchester Mystery House. Okay. So if you never heard of the Winchester Mystery House, the Winchester Mystery House um, is basically a house that was built on the fortune of the Winchester Rifle Company. So. Okay, here's the story. In 1848, Walter Hunt of New York patented his Volition Repeating Rifle, incorporating a tubular magazine, which was operated by two levers and complete linkages. The Hunt rifle fired what he called the rocket ball, an early form of caseless ammunition, which the powder was contained in the bullet's hollow base. Why is this so funny? Describing a no, gun. Um, I'm high. <laughs> oh, that is uh, <laughs> I can it see just that. sounds like a way to smoke weed. Like a pipe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go on. Like, why, just go. Okay, so this guy Hunt designs the first, uh, this rocket ball gun, right? And in 1849, <laughs> this, this guy named Lewis Jennings purchases Hunt's patents and develops a functioning, if still complex, version of what was produced in small numbers by Robinson, Lauren, and yada, yada, yada in Vermont in 1852. Horace Smith and Daniel Wesson of Norwich, Connecticut, acquire Jennings' patent, and then we go from there, right? So that's Smith and Wesson, who later go on to form Smith and Wesson, the gun company. So they they acquire this patent of this gun this guy's been working on, where he has this like free ammunition thing he calls a rocket ball. Um, <laughs> I got one of those. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, and they join forces with this guy, uh, this shop foreman named Benjamin Tyler Henry. Um, Smith made several improvements to Jennings' design in 1855. Smith and Wesson, together with several investors, formed a corporation, the Volcanic Repeating Arms Company. And their entire, like, project was to try to create a repeating rifle. So, you know, this is the the technological sort of movement from... Okay, yeah, it's still on. Uh, from like a gun that you fucking fire once and then have to reload to this concept of like repeating bullets, I think is basically what's going on. Um, <laughs> their largest stockholder was a guy named Oliver Winchester. <laughs> I was thinking of muskets and it made me laugh. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> what? I keep that motherfucking thing. On me. It's a fucking musket. <laughs> what, is that like a meme or something? No, it's just like a funny thought that I just had. Something your brain produced. You know, like people are like, I keep that motherfucking thing on me, which means like a gun, like you keep a gun on you. Yeah. It's like that, but a musket. But it's like, Bugs Bunny. Have a whole with ass his... musket. <laughs> uh, don't, don't bring him into this. <laughs> no, why not? You don't like him? No, I mean, I don't really like commies and I'm looking at your shirt right now and he's fucking. Oh, there. I forgot he was on my shirt. Yeah. Also, you like commies. No, I don't. You live with a bunch of them. I said comedies, and you misheard me. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's fair. Uh, Caddyshack. Everyone, please watch Caddyshack. It's so funny. <laughs> you, said you didn't like it. <laughs> what? No, I did like it. Why are you gaslighting me? Okay. Back on track. So all of you. Some more podcasts, and then like, yeah, you got anything to plug, Dasha? Yeah, uh, I'd like everybody to check out Caddyshack. <laughs> that is for sure going to be the plug. I'm such a clown. <laughs> Fuck Chevy Chase. Oh, man, he's an asshole. He's such a cunt. Yeah, but I guess he was funny in those movies back then. I don't yeah. really give a shit about 70s comedies. I know you're supposed to. Okay. Any, any other hateful opinions you just want to fucking spew? I'll watch it. I'm sure it's good. I just fucking... Whenever people are like, you want to be a comedian, but you haven't watched Sam Kinison and seen like Groundhog's Day. I'm just like, this sounds like fucking homework. And it's like, that's not the shit that I find funny. It's just, like old man shit. Um, Caddyshack is kind of timeless and it's not old man comedy. You know, that's funny that you're saying you're not into old man comedy. This is ironic because I'm 100 years old. You are. Yeah. Oh, All right. From the Dark Crystal. I'll watch Caddyshack. <laughs> you're like you. a fucking puppet from the Dark Crystal, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I should put that on a shirt. <laughs> you <should. laughs> you're a fucking puppet. <laughs> we should. We'll sell it from our podcast. Like oh web store. Oh, dude! If we could get, if we could get some fan art of Jake as a dark crystal puppet, that'd be sick. I Just know make, make of art of shit. If you're listening says. to this, please, 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 like make an anime version or something, or like just draw fan art of Jake as something from the Dark Crystal, please. Yeah, I'll see if they can have pics. a, if Andrew Yang's campaign can have an anime made for them, then did they, did he make that fucking anime? <laughs> Not him, but like his campaign. 
I don't know. I think so, yeah. The one where he's doing the Naruto run and shit? Yeah. That shit kicked ass. Yeah, that was God, cool. God, I wish his policies weren't so fucking lame, because he'd be cool as shit. He's um, like, yeah, he's got some good stuff. I want money. I know, but it'll just go to the land. <laughs> yeah, I run, it's I like, know. that would be the best for me, for, for all podcasters, was, would be Yang the UBI thing that's that would be that, that he's appealing to the podcast community with that fucking scheme but we're still all in the tank for Bernie it seems yeah well I mean because yeah. we all know that the money would just go to your landlord like yeah, the rent yeah. would just get raised but I mean he is it's appealing what he's offering which is essentially like a Patreon for everyone in America <laughs> we already have Yang UBI with the Patreon basically yeah like in exchange, uh, you don't have to pay taxes, but you if you opt for that, then you will have to make more content for the federal government. God. Oh, no, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> okay, so basically this uh this group of people, this like uh, you know, you track the 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 sort of people that have worked on these rifles and the the, pat- the way the patents have moved around. Eventually it ends up that um Oliver Winchester is the guy who is sort of in control of the patent when they develop the uh, the Winchester rifle, the famous Winchester. It's an improvement on this thing called the Henry. Benjamin Henry continued to work on Smith's cartridge concept and perfected the much larger, more powerful .44 Henry cartridge. Henry also supervised the redesign of the rifle to use the new ammunition, retaining only the general form of the breech mechanism and the tubular magazine. This became the Henry rifle of 1860, which was manufactured by the New Haven Arms Company and used in considerable numbers by certain Union Army units in the Civil War. So... This company creates the Henry rifle in 1860, sells it to like a number of factions within the Union, but not like all of them. But this is where they receive their first major success, right? You sell it to the Union during the Civil War. Confederates, their enemies, called the Henry rifle, quote, that damn Yankee rifle they load on Sunday and shoot all week. Some old Civil War fucking lame humor. That um, was my yearbook quote. Oh, yeah. Um, and they, it's basically, this is the first rifle that you can just like fucking load up and then just keep shooting. And it's not like a musket situation. Right. Okay. So the 1873 is, uh, is a couple of advancements down the road. It's just a perfection on this concept of the repeating rifle. And it eventually becomes the one that like pops off and they sell to a lot of people who are, um, you know, quote unquote, like, uh, you know, expanding westward or whatever killing indians right so the model 1873 is known as the gun that won the west and uh basically it won it by killing a bunch of indians so um the reason that the winchester rifle quote-unquote won the west is that having a rifle you didn't need to constantly reload revolutionized the ability uh people had to fire from horseback so that's how they killed a bunch of engines and that's pretty much what tilted everything i mean further in the direction of the uh colonizers right um there are stories about you know indians taking winchesters from defeated white men but um but obviously the supply was coming from Whitey. Uh, something that's kind of interesting is that when Winchester rifles were booming, they sold um, rifles to Maximilian, the French emperor of Mexico at the time, and also to Turkey to fight against Russia. Um, so they were selling guns left and right. And after they f- sort of uh, were, weren't any longer able to capitalize on war after like World War II and shit, they um, attempted to just start making like ice skates and like roller skates and knives and weird shit for around a house. I went to the museum and there's a bunch of this crap on display, but it's like they can never really get the weird gun culture out of them. So there's also like um, targets of just like it'll be like a squirrel with like seven rings around it, like sniper style and like 100 points if you'd hit it in the heart, 70 if you only hit it in the head. Um, real yeah, my up ex-wife. Shit. My my ex-wife. Um, yeah, just a fucking target for gun practice. Yeah. 
So, um, if you've ever seen Room 273, it's a great documentary about The Shining, and uh, they go through like a bunch of different weird online conspiracy theories about what they, th- you know, what people think The Shining is about. It's kind of a fun movie to watch because every single one they go through, it's kind of convincing, and you go, "Oh my god, it was about the moon landing and how it was faked, and like Kubrick, you know, was hired to fake it or whatever." Um, yada yada yada. There's like a million different weird theories, but the one of them that is probably the most pr- uh, convincing and also the least like conspiratorial is just that it's thematically about the the murder of the uh you know the american indians essentially there's all this like american indian um like patterns and stuff on like the jars of food in the closet when they end up getting trapped in the food storage closet um the you know patterns on the carpet in the movie are somewhat like something you might see in a fucking urban outfitters or something um (laughs) And then, you know, the the fucking, it's a ghost story. You know, it's a story about a, a mansion that was, or a hotel that was probably built on like an Indian burial ground. It's a trope from that time. And uh, that's why, what's his name? Jack goes crazy and kills all those people. It's probably what's going on there. Um, hard to say. Kubrick's dead. You know, who fucking knows, right? But um, anyway, the whole point is that this all leads to this guy, Oliver Winchester, owning the fortune that was built upon the gun that won the West that killed a bunch of Indians. And um, he have, he dies in 1880, right? And him and his wife had had four children. Three of them died of tuberculosis. <laughs> Only one of them survived. Um, his son, William Wirt Winchester. Kind of gay. Yeah, he's kind of gay. <laughs> um, except that he had a wife. Uh, but four months after the elder Winchester, Oliver Winchester dies, William Wirt Gent, uh, Winchester also dies of tuberculosis. So because <laughs> of this insane like Gay succession, ass. if you will. Oh, my God. Yeah, I tied it oh back. Oh, Piano. Business. So because of all that and the you know the heir of succession, the fucking fortune being passed down, his widow... Sarah uh, Pardee Winchester ends up with this like insane fortune and it's like a ridiculous amount of money in today's money it's like um, half a billion dollars right and you know they, they she was not like a black widow like they had like a sweet marriage apparently and she was just like hanging around and then fucking her child died and her husband died and she had all this crazy money right long story short Sarah Winchester ends up with half a billion dollars and adjusted for today's money. And she's, um, you know, grief stricken and she's living in this mansion that they, you know, they lived in. And at the time, spiritualism was very popular. So, you know, I guess like religious sort of practice in this country has uh, ebbed and flowed over the years and but what era was this again? Um, this is... Let me put a year to it. Um, okay, actually, that's a good question. Her father-in-law died in 1880, and her uh, husband, William, died of tuberculosis in March of 1881, so the next year. So in 1881, she received an era- inheritance of $20 million, which is equivalent to $520 million. Um, in addition, she received approximately 50% ownership of the Winchester Company and an income of $1,000 a day, which is equal to about $26,000 a day in 2018. So she got fucking filthy, stinking rich, right? And um, this is, uh, what, an antebellum uh, Southern California, I guess. That's probably not that close to the war. They were just profiting off of it. But um, the point being, spiritualism was still something that was really popular around this time, like in the late 1800s. Um, but Mary Todd Lincoln was really famously into going to like uh, what's called like um, spirit board readings, which is essentially a Ouija board. After Lincoln died, she got kind of addicted to him and blew a bunch of the family's money on just going and trying to talk to Abraham Lincoln after he was dead. She would have to use a fake name. She would go to like spirit board readings, and uh, her fake name was Mary Linder, Dick which is like not very creative. And, like, everyone knew it was her. It was really awkward, I think. 
But anyway. <laughs> totally ox. The story of Sarah uh, Party Winchester is that she went to, she, she was having like all these back problems and health problems and stuff. And she went to a psychic essentially. And the psychic told her that the reason she, you know, her husband died and her child died and like her, you know, health was so fucked up was that the ghosts of all of the Indians that were killed by every Winchester rifle were haunting her because she held the fortune of the Winchester rifle thing, right? So what she did, instead of, I guess, like getting rid of the money, is that she just spent all the money throughout the rest of her life adding like extra shit onto the house. So it started off like pretty small, just like a weird, you know, well, not small, but like a mansion. But she ended up just adding like room after room after room after room and had no experience in architecture. So she created this crazy like maze house thing. Um, you ever seen the episode of The Simpsons where a hurricane hits Ned Flanders' house and then they have to rebuild it, but none of them know how to build shit. So there's just like staircases that go up into the ceiling and shit and like weird kind of twisty hallways and stuff. That's basically what it is. Um, it's I went to it. It's fucking weird. It's huge, and there's like you know twisty staircases and stuff. And like you'll open a door, and there's just like a brick wall behind it for no reason, or like a cabinet that's just like an inch thick. So why would you have a cabinet that has like no space like that? Um, and the other thing is that like she incorporated all this weird occult art into the building which is, you know, no one knows why, but she was obsessed with, like, the number 13. So you would go around the building, and there's, like, um, stained glass windows, and in the stained glass windows, there's just, like, orbs kind of floating around, like a flower or something like that. And if you count them, there's always, like, 13 orbs. Or um, there's, like, a, a sink at one point, like the type of sink you wash your hands in, and there's th- 13 sinkholes in the bottom of the sink. For some reason, there's um, something called this is Victorian era, right? So there's something called Victoria era morning art, which, you know, is you keep your fucking dead friends like teeth or something. Um, they have a really weird wreath that's just made out of hair, I guess, from her dead husband. But it looks like a Christmas wreath. Wow. That's really fucking weird. It. Thanks. <laughs> The only shower in the building is this thing called a needle shower, which is instead of like a faucet head, it's just a uh, a pipe. It's like a couple of pipes, and then they just like poked holes in the pipes. So when you turn on the water, it just comes like out like a sprinkler or whatever. And you just stand in the middle of the room and just like rotate. It's really fucking weird. Um, in the center of the building, there's this room that she would have seances in because she was into all the weird like Ouija board stuff and uh, she was the only person that had a key to it she kept it on her person at all times and in the room even if someone tried to break in there's like two doors to to leave one of the doors just opens to an eight foot drop and then if you like step out of it you land in the kitchen sink in the basement below and like probably break your legs or whatever the other one's like a hidden passage uh, that leads to something called the Hall of Fires, which is a hall that just has like 13 fire cases, uh, fire, uh, what do you call them? Chimneys in it for some reason, fireplaces. Um, there's supposed to be a ghost in there, they say, because like the, the, um, the, the, the guy that they say you can see is the, the ghost of this guy whose job it was to take the ashes out of the fireplaces in a wheelbarrow and just like bring them outside because they, didn't have like i guess like whatever the fuck like a flu or whatever the thing is um let's see she had these weird stairs that were not they were like very not steep and it was because her back was fucked up jet arthritis so um most of the staircases that were like really really they're called easy riders they were like really long and just like the drop off was only like a couple inches would be um, seven 
to 11 stairs or something. It was, um, there, there's like a theory that the reason that they were all seven and 11 has something to do with, um, seven 11, the, s- the gas, <laughs> the gas station. Yeah. Um, she loved it. She always went there. Yeah. The oh, thank heaven. Yeah. Um, they think it has something to do with MC Escher, or like there's conspiracy theories that that she was friends with MC (laughs) Escher and she was trying to access the fourth dimension by like building an MC Escher house and uh, doing Rosicrucian rituals, which are like um, sort of a descendant of Hermeticism or like weird pagan ritual stuff. Um, no, this is all like bullshit. I think it comes from websites that are, you know, look like they were made in GeoCities and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, at one point during the tour I was on, somebody asked the tour guide, like, who owns the place? And they were just like, <laughs> we can't tell you. Um, but I looked it up and it's owned by a company called, um, Winchester, like something LLC. So it's just like somebody who owns, it's like a shell company. Um, I think they're just like, making as much money off the house as possible and a lot of this is probably bullshit because there was also like a haunted house just exhibit in the place while we were there and people kept going like is that glow in the dark pumpkin part of the Winchester mystery and they were like no it's just for like laser tag which is the thing that happens after this um, so they don't really give a shit about it uh, she also had like this elaborate system of servant call boxes so like electric like buttons she could call and like talk into a speaker and um, she had she pay, like paid the servants she had really well for the era, I guess. Um, so supposedly, and this is also coming from like the tour guides, but supposedly uh, everyone is very happy. Who knows? There's also a giant spire that was uh, like damaged during an earthquake in 1906. So the earthquake in 1906 went from Oakland all the way down to like downtown Los Angeles and just like broke up a shit ton of buildings on the West coast. She, um, so like this weird fucking church spire thing on her building came crashing down and like crash into the courtyard. It's pretty cool. She got, um, sealed in a room. And then after that, she freaked out and had like 50 of the other rooms sealed off. Cause she thought she had gone like too far building all these other crazy rooms and stuff. Um, there's all these number, all these instances of the number thirteen. There's a door next to that spire that drops off into the garden. It's a thirteen foot drop. There's all these uh, stained glass windows with daisies. She's obsessed with daisies for some reason. They all have like thirteen petals. Um, let's see. After they rebuilt the building, the chimneys would just go up to the ceiling. So if you like lit fires in them, it wouldn't. It, it would have burned down the building. But they, just, they just didn't use them or whatever. Um, do we know what it was about 13? No one knows. And it's like Victorian era. So it's so far back. It's hard to say because I don't know where the mythology around the number 13 comes from. And yeah. it could be that it comes from this. And this is why people think it's so, you know, spooky and weird. Or it could be. It is unlucky. She could be like um, an early adopter of just like kind of dorky like hot topicy, gothic sort of like the number 13 you know right like motorhead shit or whatever and he, there was the jim carrey movie too right no but that was a number 23 oh fuck okay but similar Only 10 away similar idea um when her will was uh, discovered after she died it was broken up into 13 sections um there were closets she had that had 13 panels in them. There were a lot of staircases that had like 13 staircases. It was really fucking weird. Um, let's see. There was a chandelier in this place called the Grand Ballroom that has 13 lights in it. And then the Grand Ballroom is interesting because it's in a couple of movies. <laughs> Josh, are you, what is that? Are you so nagging me? It's a microphone. <laughs> nagging? I don't know. She's doing wonder she's shows. using it as too. a... She's poking the camera with it. It's uh, very suggestive. No, it's for you to like speak into, you dunce. <laughs> oh, is, am I not being picked up? No, it's just a silly little joke. She's just high on okay, marijuana. Okay, can you not expose me? <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> Attention, police. I am. <laughs> My underage roommate is high on marijuana. She smoked it out of a Winchester pistol. That Hell is yeah, a, a musket. Um... Mus- <laughs> In the ballroom, so the 
I guess the one of the one of the weirdest things in the whole building is that she's in this grand ballroom she's got, uh, which has been replicated in a couple of weird like like horror movies. Is um, this stained glass window that has two sides to it and two quotes? One of them reads, "Um, suck dick, get money." <laughs> let me make sure I get it right because I wrote down in my notes. And then also <laughs> have it, like, it says, "Suck dick, get money." <laughs> <laughs> yes yes <laughs> and then the other one said Caddyshack is a fine film <laughs> god damn it where is it oh my gosh oh my gosh can, can you like cut it with the attitude please cut it with attitude yeah cut it with the attitude yo um fuck <laughs> this going I'm more of a Smith and Wesson type of bitch. No, was, they made the gun. Oh, they made that gun too. Well, they made the company that eventually they made New Haven Arms, which eventually made so they're the like Witch a gun Arms. monopoly. Yeah, I prefer shoots and ladders. Nice. <laughs> okay, so the stained glass window in the grand ballroom reads, "Wide unclasp the tables of their thoughts," and then the second part reads, "These same thought, these same thoughts." people this little world and those are two different lines from two different shakespeare plays one of them being uh the first one being trollius and cressida and the other one being richard the second so both gay plays and no one cares about (laughs) (laughs) that's right yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh for quiz hell yeah Take that, Anders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, okay. And all of us. Uh, Pete Buttigieg has a new plan for theater. Does he really? That's so funny. He looks like a rat. Saving the theater. <laughs> Ew. My ten point plan in saving theater. Literally, the this is why gay people can't be politicians. Whoa. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Drag them, Dasha. So. No one knows what these two, like, this mashup of Shakespeare quotes means. It looks pretty cool, but every, all the tour guides at the place are just like, I don't know, like, it's a mystery. Give me more money. <laughs> um, that's pretty much it. It's just fucking weird. It's like she built an MC, MC Escher painting style house because she was convinced that the ghosts of Indians that were killed by her husband's rifle fortune were, you know, like trying to find her in the house so i think the idea is that the reason that like the doors are all twisty and turny and it's kind of a maze is so like they can't find her um and then it was destroyed by an earthquake which is pretty funny um but she's dead and no one knows that's it happy halloween everybody (laughs) happy halloween so what was the house like it was fucking weird man it was huge if you look at pictures of it from overhead, it's just like it looks like a Fortnite game that like <laughs> s- someone just fucked up real bad and kept adding shit onto. It's like not set up very elegantly at all. Um, each edition looks like its own new little weird, you know, house thing just smashed onto it. Yeah, it was fucking cool. Cool, cool. Um, and it's in San Jose. San Jose. Anders. <laughs> yeah. San Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> I was thinking that, funnily enough. I was thinking that, too. Damn. You were thinking that? We're all yeah. dumb as shit. Great minds. <laughs> Think alike. Um, oh. Great minds. Sweep alike. Were you also thinking that? Uh, no. Good. <laughs> I was thinking about the government. Wait. I was sitting on the pavement. Oh my god, you know him? You know Bob Dylan? You've heard Bob Dylan? You've heard of the most famous American songwriter of all time. You're so cool. Isn't he so hot? Yeah. I thought he was out right now. Out? Yeah, I have a theory that there's like eight year cycles of Bob Dylan being cool or not cool, and we're in kind of an out cycle. Nah, think he's gonna nah, come man. Back I, be... think the... <laughs> I think we're in the. I think we're in the. I'm not gay, man. Yeah. <laughs> Would you kiss Bob Dylan in 1964? Oh yeah, yeah. See, this guy gets it. He's comfortable with himself, and he knows that <laughs> Bob Dylan was a total fox. 
Yeah. I, I would do it. I would kiss Bob Dylan. Would but you? I think it'd be funny because he'd be like, I'm not gay, man. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. He probably had another word for it then. I want to. He would hit me with his guitar. I want him to whack me with his guitar so bad and knock me out. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> well, what about you, Anders? What do you want him to do to you? Uh, I want him to play his guitar for me and smoke a joint with him and like maybe play with each other's peckers. Honestly, <laughs> I understand. That's exactly how I yeah. feel. I want to get uh, this machine kills fascist tattooed on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but, it, but then I run out of space because my dick's not that big. You can't really. <laughs> Brother. Oh my god, ew. The fact that I just said that. Brother. You know, he visited Guthrie, Woody Guthrie, in the hospital bed, so maybe you give him a handy under the covers. <laughs> oh my god. We can only imagine. You, you know? are so smart. Awesome. And I'm really impressed that you knew that. That's, That's what so cool. This land is your land is about. I can't believe I never did this, but I always wanted to go when I lived in New York. I always wanted to go to that the old house on Mermaid Avenue, where they found all the old Woody Guthrie songs. I think Bob Dylan went there too. Oh, cool! Like the island. There is all this there cool all. shit here. You know, yeah. I uh, I found. Take me to the songhouse on Mermaid Street. <laughs> is that the street or whatever the fuck? Avenue. It's oh. in Take me to the songhouse on Mermaid Avenue. I found I uh, broken. Fry's old house from Futurama. Oh my god, we got it. Uh, Wait, what? Did I ever tell you that? Are you happy? Are you happy? <laughs> yeah. No, is that real? Cool. I thought that was a so, uh, animated. Show. Right. Okay. So Ow. in the show, whenever they do flashbacks to Fry's house when he was growing up in New York, it's always this dumpy house, like kind of out in, like you know, in Brooklyn somewhere, right? And so it's it's a sketch. It's like based on a real house, which is the animator who drew that part of the show drew his own home, which is in Flatbush. And I used to work near it, so I went and looked at it and took a picture, and it's like, yeah, you put it right next to the frame in the show, and it, that's the house. And so there's always like... No, it's it's a flashback. It's from the flashback when he's oh. like... When it's now, or it's whatever. Like normal days. Uh, or the geez. 90s. And then geez. like when they flash forward, it's been like just dilapidated and demolished or whatever. Right. But it's cool. You can go see Fry's house. And the people yeah. that live there are very annoyed. Tell them to grow the fuck up. Um, Dasha, do you want to plug Caddyshack? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone go stream Caddyshack on Netflix. I can't endorse Caddyshack, too, because uh, I haven't seen it. So hold off on that. But anyway, Caddyshack. Wait, you haven't seen it? You just say you just watched it twice in one day? I watched Caddyshack twice one day, not the second one. I'm saying I will oh, not endo- I will not okay. say you should watch the second one, too, because I haven't seen it. And, like, what if it's bad? I don't want to tell people to watch a bad movie. But Caddyshack, trademark sign, is really good. <laughs> and it's so fucking funny. It's so funny. And not even, like, I don't know what this guy was talking about. Oh, it's, like, old people comedy. It's, like, Groundhog's Day. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's it's literally good. Like it's good. I'm sure it's good. I hate fucking literally every movie until I watch it, and then I think it's the coolest shit ever. Yeah. Also, I bet. Yeah. Like succession. Succession. Yeah. That you was thought good. that was really funny. I thought you it was funny to call really it good. succession because mm. it sounds like our friends' struggle session, <laughs> a podcast we're friends with. But it's succession. It also just sounds like um, you know, <laughs> like a session of sucking. It's funny. It's funny. I know you know about so. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bitch. Um, <laughs> Anders, do you want to plug anything? Yeah, check out Redacted tonight. It's on YouTube, and uh, my latest segment is about is kind of about some stuff we talked on about on the show eugenics. It's I talk s- about it's about succession. <laughs> It's, yeah, <laughs> it's just about how it's a good show, and you should check it out. Um, no, it's about political science and how the roots of political science as a field of study are founded in racism and Jim Crow era racism. Uh, but it's you know comedy show, so check it out on YouTube. Redacted tonight on the RT network if you got a TV, and add Andrew Lee here on Twitter. Cool. Um, 
I would like to plug, I guess, the Joker movie. You should go watch a Joker movie. It's good. What about me? And <laughs> Why you to kill me? <laughs> what are you saying? I'm all right. My Kenny Loggins from the motion picture film Caddyshack. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was like the outro music. You know, I'm like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and you're saying your bit. Yeah. We'll like, fade whatever. you. In. I'll fade in you singing that <laughs> as the outro music. Um, sign up for our Patreon to hear all our bonus shit and to support the show. And um, we will be selling merch online soon. So look out for the uh, whatever the fuck Dasha said earlier about me being from the Dark Crystal. We'll put that on a shirt. <laughs> you fucking look like you're a puppet. From Most Dark importantly. Crystal. <laughs> this Saturday, the twelfth, at Littlefield, New York. Come get a ticket to the live show we're doing with the Antifada, the Goth Socialist Variety Hour, where there's going to be our normal podcast shit and also like weird games and songs and shit. We wrote a fuck ton of weird shit for this show. It's going to be fucking tight, and then we're all going to live sex I'll be there doing sex my sex. best Gary Busey impression. We're going to do the ass-to-ass part from Requiem for a Dream, <gasps> but it's going to be a cross-podcast endeavor, so it's me and uh, AP Andy or something. I don't know. Um, and then also um, the after party we'll announce soon where it's going to be at, and uh, the proceeds will be to are you talking to a microphone that's not plugged in anything yes sir and about this after party is it 21 and up if you want to come to this you gotta stop talking about it on the podcast i'm not because this is like the most incriminating i'm not yeah you're not you're talking to a microphone that's not plugged in i am (laughs) i don't know fuck it um that's it come to our live show um check out the rest of my tour dates that are on my pinned tweet. Um, come watch us do another live debate. We're going to do another one on the 15th. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's it. And uh, tanks for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, tanks for nothing. I'm tanks for nothing. Right. Play, play us out, Dasha. Don't worry about me. <laughs> Why you got to kill me if I... Keep going. And you just let me be. <laughs> I'm not a monkey. I'm not gonna keep singing and dancing for you. You are. Throw though. me a nickel. It's Throw happening. me a nickel. Okay, hold on. Throw me a fucking nickel. <laughs> I think I have literally a nickel in my pocket. Oh, thank heavens, seven eleven. Here, that's a dime. Okay. okay. Uh oh, child, things are gonna get easier. Yeah. Ooh, child, One day, walking the rays of the beautiful sun. Yeah. One day, when the world is much brighter. Mhm. Mhm. Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. Okay. Ooh. 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 Ooh.